Revere your ancestors. Obey your king. Bear your arms with pride. Fear no foe. Hate the green skin. Mistrust the elf. And you can do no wrong. Our names are in the book. This is the War Games Orchard. Welcome to the show. My name is Nathan Stone, and I will be your host today. Sadly, we are still a little bit behind on our episode schedule. And again, this is due to my dastardly school just overbearing me with work and assignments and things. But let's not talk about that. Let's talk about a little bit of news. We have our War Games Orchard Super Serious Paint Challenge going on for this month. This month is a short month, the shortest month of the year, which is great because I hate February. It's the worst. But we're going to have some fun with it. If you go on the Warhammer Orchard Facebook page, you will see our Super Serious Paint Challenge. This month's theme is dangerous to know so we're looking for miniatures covered in guns swords spikes just make them look dangerous make them look like a threat to themselves and others so a very simple theme for this month but one that i think we will get some fun entries from the other thing to note is that gj bless his heart has made us an instagram which is conveniently called war games orchard I believe all one word, and you can see some of GJ's stuff on there, as well as he's going to be posting every new episode and a bit of a rewind with some old classic episodes. I guess we've been doing this long enough to have classic episodes. Now, I think there's several that I am very, very fond of that I would consider classic episodes. Today is going to be a bit of a short one just like last week's was. And like last week, I'm going to be bringing you a story. We're going to go with one story this week because it's a big one. It's a long one. And it's all about Thorgrim Grudgebearer, the High King of the Dwarfs, and a battle that takes place between the Dwarves and the Skaven under Karazakrak. This one is from the 4th edition Dwarf Army book, a great book in terms of feel and lore, and it's super colorful. I really like it. I've always liked this book a lot. I know it's not a strong book. I know it's probably the worst book of the Hero Hammer era, but we can see past that, and we can take those good bits, and this story is a really good bit. It's got that triumph and tragedy that you come to expect from a good dwarf tale. So without further ado, here is our main feature. Down the long rampway, the dwarf army moved into the great underhall. The chamber was perhaps ten bowshots long and the same wide, and the ceiling seemed so far overhead that it might as well have been the sky. Indeed, ancient stonemasons had placed jewels there so that they glittered like stars. Constellations of diamond and spiral arms of turquoise looked down coldly on the sight of the coming battle. From four mast-arched windows in the ceiling, columns of light descended, illuminating the massive vaulted chamber. A great chasm split the far side of the chamber, 
A cold draft swept up from its dark depths, pregnant with the smells of decay and things that had lain too long decomposing in the darkness. The chill in the clammy air seeped through Thorgrim's cloak and touched his bones with slimy fingers. Here and there vast stagnant pools filled depressions in the rough and uneven floor. Every ten heartbeats droplets of condensation plummeted hundreds of feet from the ceiling, rippling the water as they struck. A scum of phosphorescent algae glittered on the pool's oily surface. Mounds of rubble had formed where tons of rock had tumbled down. Toppled statues of ancient dwarf kings lay like fallen stone gods on the shattered ground round the chamber's edge. Forests of head-high luminescent and unhealthy fungi blotched the chamber floor in half a dozen places. On several levels, rampways and staircases entered the underhall, ancient access routes leading down forgotten paths to dark destinations. Thorgrim knew that this was one of the oldest and deepest parts of the city, dating from just after the time of the first Chaos incursion. It abutted the great underground highway, and like so much of Caressa Crack, it had long ago been abandoned. There were just not enough dwarfs to occupy the entire city. Everpeak had been built to accommodate a hundred times the number now dwelling there. Most of the population preferred to huddle close to each other in the western quarter of the city. A few tunnel fighters and sentries had been all that was left here to watch for intruders. And at last, those intruders had come. In the distance, Thorgrim could see the skaven force the scouts had warned of. The Ratman looked somehow more at home amongst the ruins of the Dwarf Kingdom than the dwarfs did. That thought annoyed Thorgrim. It was as if the Skaven had evolved to fit in among the ruins and debris of dead and dying civilizations. They looked destined to cling to the flotsam of history while other, better, wiser races sunk into the depths. From high on his throne, borne aloft by four sturdy kinsmen, Thorgrim watched the enemy force deploy. The Skaven army was a seething black sea of mangy fur and lashing pink tails, thousands strong. As the dwarfs entered the hall, the surge of the creatures took on a pattern, and they all fell into formation as if guided by one sinister intelligence. Amid the huge rabble, some order, some intelligence, was visible. A line of huge rats surged to the fore, forming a skirmish screen across the enemy army's entire front. Their biped brethren huddled behind them. The center was held by a block of giant creatures, part ogre, part rat. On the back of one perched a massive skaven warrior, perhaps the army's general. Beside him, leprous ranks of scrofulous pig monks were drawn up behind their nightmare banner, the decomposing corpse of a beastman impaled like a roasting pig upon a pike staff. Near them, the plague censor bearers whirled their spheres of contagious death. Masked and gauntleted poison wind globideers rushed between the many large units of storm vermin and clan rats gingerly carrying their spherical crystal cargoes of poison gas. Behind the front ranks were massed regiment after regiment of fearsome skaven warriors. In the center of the entire army, perched on a statue of a fallen dwarf king, stood a gray seer surveying the whole seething infernal mass of his verminous followers. He raised a gray paw for attention and chittered malevolently at the assembled skaven, 
whipping them into a drooling, squealing frenzy of nightmare hatred. Thorgrim knew that it was conquer or die. This was no mere expeditionary force, but a full Skaven army, the like of which had not been seen in the Underhalls for long generations. He knew it would have to be stopped now. He also knew that whatever happened here, new pages would have to be inscribed in the Book of Grudges. Form the chain of brotherhood, he commanded. He turned to survey his bold warriors. Each individual looked to left and right, memorizing the faces of the warrior on either side. A low murmuring filled the chamber as each dwarf told his neighbors his name. In this way, the fallen would be remembered by his comrades, and the names of the dead would be preserved for the Book of Grudges. It was simply ritual. Every dwarf in each regiment already knew the names of all his fellows. Only if an entire regiment were slain to the last dwarf would all the names be lost. And not even then if Thorgrim could help it. He had memorized the name and face of every dwarf in his army. He was no puny human, unable to remember the names and faces of a mere few hundred individuals. Proudly, Thorgrim surveyed his army. Here was a sight to stir the heart and bristle the beard of any true dwarf. On either side of his throne were two regiments of long-bearded veterans, the oldest and most stalwart of his soldiers. To his left were Guthrie's hammers, led by Guthrie Garrickson, his old comrade of a hundred skirmishes. To his right was the Grim Brotherhood, led by Herrick Herrickson, who had come all the way from Zufbar to pay their respects to Thorgrim and visit the great shrine of Grimnir. They had volunteered to accompany the army instantly when word of the Skaven incursion had come. In the twilight gloom of this part of the chamber, their rune weapons glittered coldly. To the left of the hammerers, the runesmith, Crag, stood atop the mighty sacred anvil, his great hammer in one hand. Soon Thorgrim knew he would summon lightning to smite the foe. To his left were drawn up two whole regiments of crossbow-armed dwarves, at this moment each brave warrior was cranking up his bow, increasing the tension on the strings in readiness to place the bolt in the firing channel. To the right of the Grim Brotherhood were the Slayers, led by their captain, Skalai Demon Slayer, mightiest of the Slayers of Karak. The death songs of the tattooed and crested dwarfs echoed over the battlefield as they prepared to meet their fates. Already Thorgrim could see that they were working themselves up into a frenzy. Beside them on a slight rise in the floor, sweating cannon crews manhandled their guns into position. Snorri Gunnamir lovingly polished the runes on his weapon, while Gruni Helheimer supervised the positioning of the powder barrels. To their right was the new experimental flame cannon, fresh from the forges of the Engineers Guild. To its right were the massed ranks of the Thunderers, their handguns already shouldered and ready for firing. From their elevated position, they could get a clear shot at most of the battlefield. From behind the dwarf army came the sound of blades whirring and steam engines coming up to pressure as the gyrocopter crews made ready to take to the air. Thorgrim gave the signal to unfurl the banner. The whole dwarf army let out a cheer as Valia's rune was unveiled. His army was ready to meet the ratmen breast to breast. It was ready to pit pure dwarf forged steel against rusty, scavenged, skaven weapons. It was prepared to match the tried and tested creations of the Engineers' Guild against the demented ingenuity of the Ratmen. After this day, the dwarfs would stand triumphant, or Skaven scavengers would gnaw on the last bones of an ancient empire. 
At some unspoken signal, the ratmen moved forward, chittering and brandishing their weapons. The sheer speed of their advance was frightening. A black wave of thousands of gaunt, feral bodies flowed over the broken ground. Yellow teeth glinted evilly in the half-light. Rat ogres bellowed their guttural challenges. The line of giant rats loped forward in the fore, large and hungry as starving wolves. The crack of Jezails filled the air. Glowing shots pattered off the throne all around Thorgrim. He rose and stood proud, brandishing the axe of Grimnir defiantly at the Skaven snipers. Now an eerie glow coalesced around the Grey Seer as he drew magical energies to him. The energies congealed into a cloud of glittering gaseous vapor that enveloped each of the rat ogres in turn. Bloody foam frothed from the monsters' mouths, and they let out shrieks of mingled glee and pain. Steady, brothers, steady, shouted Thorgrim, restraining his followers' natural urge to move toward their foe. He opened his great book and turned to Guthrie's warriors. Slowly and clearly he recited the ancient and damning grudges, reminding each dwarf present of the Aeon's old legacy of hatred and loathing that he owed the Skaven. As Thorgrim's grinding voice echoed out, the Hammerer's faces went pale and they began to shake with fury. A few let out great sobs of passionate hate. Some tore their beards and uttered unspeakable maledictions against the Ratman. The Grim Brotherhood ducked their heads as the gyrocopters swept overhead. One of the flying machines peeled off and headed for the Jezails. One of the others headed for the right flank of the Skaven army. Another tore straight through the middle. The pilot lit one of his bombs with a cigarello and tossed it out into the advancing mass. The bomb bounced, its fuse hissing and sputtering, and then exploded in the center of the Skaven mass, sending broken and bleeding bodies tumbling through the air. Now the cannons spoke in voices of thunder. The acrid stink of powdered smoke filled the air. The wail of cannon blast echoed through the chamber. The blazing shot tore right through the ranks of the rat ogres, smashing through the huge bodies as if they were made of paper. Thorgrim let out a yell of triumph as he saw the head of one of the beasts removed, sending blood fountaining into the air to cover the surrounding rats. The flame cannons had a jet of incandescent chemical fire spurting out towards the foe. It landed on an oncoming formation of storm vermin and enveloped them in a sheet of incredibly hot flame. Their fur ignited and the smell of scorched flesh and burning pelt filled the air. Skaven burned, screaming. Burning ratmen ran everywhere. Some frantically writhed on the ground trying to extinguish the flames. Others simply died, their flesh melting and running like boiling tar. The few survivors of the blast turned and fled, ignoring the chittered instructions of their rat-ogre-mounted general. Now the thunderers and crossbowmen blazed away at the oncoming horde. From their rise, the gunners could get a clear view of the enemy. Musket fire peppered the leading skaven. Broken bodies fell bleeding on the broken ground. Clouds of crossbow bolts flashed down into the giant rats. The great rodents died in droves, and then they too turned tail and fled, more like simple brutes than the demon-driven monsters they had at first appeared. Now Crag struck his anvil. Thorgrim's beard bristled. Blue lightning flickered round the head of his hammer. The bitter scent of ozone tugged at the back of Thorgrim's throat, mingling with gunpowder taint. Lightning arced outwards towards the plague sensor bearers, 
Frantically, the gray seer chittered a counterspell, and the huge bolt disintegrated in a power of sparks. Undaunted, the skaven came on, a gibbering, screaming horde too numerous to count. Thorgrim could now see their mad pink eyes and their lashing pink worm-like tails. They looked like an undisciplined leaderless mass, but Thorgrim knew from the great book of grudges that their fearsome mass attacks had overwhelmed many an army, that their fearsome war machines could slaughter masses given the opportunity. Now they were almost within range. As the rat ogres drew close to the dwarf army standard, Valia's rune glowed and pulsed. The frenzy seemed to leave the monsters as the ancestor goddess's symbol drained away the gray seer's evil magic. Suddenly, from behind one of the toppled statues, a band of black-garbed, skaven assassins leapt forth. Swiftly they scuttled towards the flame cannon crew. The lightly armored gunners proved no match for the highly trained skaven killers. A savage melee erupted around the weapon as the dwarfs sold their lives dearly. One skaven fell with the hands of a dying gunner wrapped immovably round its broken neck, even as its poisoned weapon buried itself deeply in the dwarf's gut. Thorgrim cursed the fact that he was too far away to intervene. That was one more item for the Book of Grudges. Once more, Jezail fire rang out. The rat gunners had obviously decided that Thorgrim was immune to their fire and concentrated on the cannons. Brave dwarf gunners fell, their bodies riddled by vile shot. Thorgrim saw one dwarf fall to the ground, his body spasming in pain. A second shot tore into him, knocking him back a full six inches before he lay still. Once more the Grey Seer chanted, and to Thorgrim's horror, thousands of tiny red eyes winked in the gloom. It seemed as if all the rats who had ever infested the tunnels beneath Everpeak had been drawn together and massed in a great pack. The Grey Seer gestured and the tide of vermin swept forward towards the dwarf army, their rabid jaws glistening. Crag summoned magical energies from the anvil with his hammer and sent a bolt of power lashing towards the oncoming rats. The malevolent intelligence that had bound them together faded, and they scampered away back to whence they came. In the middle of the Skaven army, the Grey Seer gnawed his tail in frustration. Once more the hammer clanged against the anvil. Once more titanic bolts of coruscating energy leapt out at the poison wind globideers. This time the Gracier's frantic counterspell failed, and three teams of the loathsome and deadly vermin fell, their brains fried and their eyes popping and splattering in the insides of their goggles. Thorgrim turned to the Grim Brotherhood and began to incite them. Hearing the ancient litany of death and woe, the Brotherhood fell into dark reverie, every jaw set with unquenchable determination to slay Skaven. Every eye carried a fixed look of hatred directed toward the foe. A howl of frustrated anguish and bloodlust rose from the Grim Brotherhood as unrelentingly Thorgrim recited every misdeed the Skaven had performed against the hold of Zufbar. Thorgrim's voice was almost drowned out by the bellow of the guns as they spat forth their fright of death. The troll slayers almost advanced into that terrifying zone of death. Only Scally's bellowed order held them in place, ignoring the assassins at large around the flame cannon. The gun crews continued to frantically load and fire their cannon. Glowing white-hot cannonballs rained down on the cringing Skaven. More rat ogres fell under the onslaught of the mighty war machines. Crossbow bolt after crossbow bolt fell on the lines of plague monks. A dark rain of death that relentlessly eroded the even rabidly unfeeling ratmen 
following the putrefying corpse banner. One entire flank of the Skaven army almost fell away under repeated batterings from the Thunderers. The gyrocopters descended from the air, a burst of superheated steam tore through the Gisele crews, and sent the survivors scurrying back towards the depths from which they had emerged. The second gunner pilot brought his craft round the line and crossed the Skaven army laterally, heading from right flank to the left. His bomb bounced, narrowly missing the gray seer, and exploded amongst the tightly packed masses of rat warriors, causing terrible casualties. The last gyrocopter, which had so recently bombed the Skaven center, turned and skimmed the ground towards the rear of the Skaven army. With a hiss, a great cloud of steam filled the air. The shrieks of the steam-boiled rats echoed beneath the vaulted ceiling. Spells darkened the air between the two armies as the Grey Seer frantically tried to reassert his power over the Rat Ogres. As a cloud of energy descended once more upon the spawn of Clan Mulder, Valia's rune glowed, neutralizing the evil energies. Now lightning surged into the warp fire crews and one of the few remaining poison wind globideers. So short was the distance now that Thorgrim's beard bristled and his hair felt as if it were standing on the end, like a troll slayer's. The crisis point of the battle had arrived. The fast-crumbling Skaven army was now within charge distance. The general howled his orders. The desperate Skaven threw themselves forward. Thorgrim snapped the Book of Grudges shut. The time for remembering was past. Now was the time to settle old scores in blood. It was like something out of a nightmare, watching the vast wave of man-sized rats race towards him, all snapping jaws and lashing tails. The force of the first wave almost smashed through the steel wall of the dwarfs and broke their line. Almost, but not quite. The dwarfs stood firm as an avalanche of black-furred death swept down upon them. A vile and terrible odor filled the air. Thorgrim shouted to his troops to hold their breaths. This was the dreaded poison wind for which the Globadiers were justly feared and hated. There was a flash of fire on the far right. At first Thorgrim thought that the flame cannon had exploded, but then he realized the fire was a different color, tinged with purple and a strange almost black. The smell of burned meat and sizzling fat filled the air. Doubtless, a warp fire thrower had taken effect on the Thunderers. Now the fighting became close and deadly, as steel-muscled Skaven warriors sprang forward relentlessly, their great blades cleaving into dwarf ranks. Worse still, deadly assassins armed with poison-dripping blades leapt out from swarms of lesser warriors and lashed out at the dwarf leaders. Thorgrim saw Guthrie himself go down, his rune weapon falling from his nerveless fingers. Another entry for the book, he thought, as he found himself confronting the great rat ogres and the Skaven general. The impact of the general's lance almost pinned him to the throne, but the ancient treasured armor of his ancestors held. Ignoring the sparks flickering before his eyes, the dwarf king prepared to fight back. Goaded by their handlers, the mighty war beasts fell upon Thorgrim's bearers. Mighty claws lashed out, shredding Gromil armor like paper and tearing great gashes in the sides of dwarves. Momentarily, Thorgrim saw a flash of pure white bone through the pink meat as Grimly's ribs were exposed by the attack. Then, Thorgrim's flesh tingled as the throne unleashed its power. The skin of Grimly's side knitted together, and new smooth pink skin replaced the old mangled stuff. Wild exaltation filled Thorgrim. The axe of Grimnir pulsed with deadly power in his hands. 
he felt godlike, invincible, deadly. A lesser warrior might have been filled with fear of such deadly living killing machines as the Rat Ogre. Thorgrim knew he was its master. Bracing his feet wide on the throne, he lashed out with his axe. The great ancient runes on the weapon's side burned bright as it bit deep in the Rat Ogre's side, splintering ribs as if they were rotten timbers. His second blow severed the thing's spine and sent it flopping to the ground in two separate halves. The eruption of filth and gore covered the Skaven general, blinding it momentarily. Thorgrim took advantage of its distraction to bury his axe in its skull, cleaving it almost in two. Grimly and the other bearers lashed out with their axes, cutting and hacking their way through the rat ogres. The giant beasts snarled ferally even as they fell. Not even death, it seemed, could extinguish their mad hatred for other living things. For a moment, there was a lull in the battle. From his position on the throne, Thorgrim could survey the whole battle line. Thorgrim knew that this nightmarish scene would burn itself into his brain for the rest of his days. The screams of the dying and the war cries of the living mingled and filled the underhall with a hellish cacophony. The flickering, unearthly flame jets of the warp fire throwers gave fitful illumination to the dreadful tableau. Countless dead and dying lay everywhere. The wounded lay together, their lives seeping away through holes in their rent flesh. Overhead, the gyrocopters swooped like great insects, the thunder of their rotors adding to the cacophony. A huge, black, screaming mob, hundreds strong, had smashed into the dwarf line and threatened to overwhelm it. On the right, the Thunderers had taken terrible casualties from the warp fire throwers. They had shamefully turned and fled before the onslaught of supernatural flames. Ratman had overrun the cannons and snapped at the heels of Crag as he stood atop his anvil. Even as Thorgrim watched, the runesmith whipped up the lightning and sent scorched and mangled Skaven tumbling back from the sacred artifact. The Slayers had surged forward through the Ratman's ranks, leaving a trail of broken and bloody bodies behind them. Scally fought with irresistible force as he clove a bloody path towards the Grey Seer. His slayer brethren hurled insults and jeers at the retreating Skaven. On all the battlefield, nothing seemed a match for their insane ferocity. The Grim Brotherhood and the Plague Monks fought breast to breast. It was a scene of madness, both sides lashed out, driven by utter, insensate hatred. It was hard to tell who had the mastery. Neither force was willing to give ground. Plague monks ripped out the throats of dwarf warriors with their teeth. Even as they died, the dwarfs struck out with their axes. Around Harak's feet lay the dismembered bodies of all the plague censor bearers. The runes on the Zufbari had killed them outright, before they could unleash their deadly weapons. From the rear of the Grim Brotherhood's ranks, clouds of sickly green vapor rose where the poison wind had been unleashed. Thorgrim could see poison dwarfs reel and fall bloody froth bubbling from their mouths and nostrils. One more entry for the Damaz Kron. On the left, the hammerers had turned back the storm vermin. Enraged by the loss of their leader, the dwarf veterans fought like unleashed demons, crushing skaven skulls like eggshells beneath their mighty hammers. The assassin who had struck down Guthrie was mashed to jelly by Guthrie's kinsmen. Thorgrim knew that the deaths of two hundred such vermin would not be enough to repay one drop of Guthrie's blood. Yes, the Skaven would pay. Thorgrim would see to that. On the extreme left, the crossbowmen had started to reform into a deeper formation, preparing to enter the maelstrom of hand-to-hand -hand combat. There was nothing else for it now, Thorgrim realized. Forwards, brothers! 
he shouted. Slowly, inexorably, the throne bearers began to carry him forward, over the corpses of the rat ogres and into the flanks of the plague monks. The axe of Grimnir sang a song of doom and destruction in his hands. Nothing that came within reach lived. The leprous forms of the plague monks squelched and fell apart as he cut into them. One threw himself straight at Thorgrim. The dwarf king caught it by its slimy and pustulant throat, halting its flight mid-air, forcing the snarling monk to his knees in front of him before severing its neck with a single stroke. His bearers lashed out, bringing a whirlwind of death to the monks of Clan Pestilence. Heartened by the king's presence, the Grim Brotherhood surged forward, slaughtering the plague monks to the last. They left no diseased skaven alive. Their foul bodies were heaped high, polluting the good earth round their awful standard. The hammerers smashed through the last remaining storm vermin and surged forward into the skaven following, who turned on their heels and fled. As suddenly as a summer storm, the battle became a rout. Seeing Scally and his lads forging towards him, the gray seer disappeared in a flash of light and a cloud of brimstone. The thunderers reformed their ranks to face the warp fire throwers, looking down the barrel of a line of dwarf muskets, and seeing their isolation, the warp fire team suddenly thought the better of standing their ground. They turned and fled toward where they had come. The assassins round the cannons slipped away before Thorgrim could give the order to pursue, scattering in all directions and rushing for the shadows, as if all of the demons of chaos were on their heels. From the air, the gyrocopters swooped on the fleeing Skaven, routing them utterly, flying amid the terrified foe and squirting them with great gouts of steam. Suddenly, the dwarves stood alone in possession of a battlefield carpeted with black-furred corpses. Thorgrim surveyed the scene of utter carnage, of hacked-up bodies and mangled flesh. He looked out on the field and was filled with a mixture of triumph and gloom. One by one, the captains of the dwarf regiments made their way through the twilight towards him. One by one, they kneeled before the throne. Thorgrim opened the great book of grudges. Name the dead, he commanded. What a lovely battlefield story from the 4th edition Dwarf Army book. This one is, much like last week, the tale of two factions with a special hatred for one another. The dwarves and the skaven, no quarter asked, no quarter given. In the end, the dwarves victorious, but like all good victories in the Warhammer world, it comes at too high a price. I hope you liked that one. It is a favorite of mine and one that I hadn't read in a while, so it was nice to go back and read that one again. Hopefully we will be back to our regular schedule and more regular, longer episodes very soon. Until next time, have a great week. Thanks for listening to The War Games Orchard. If you enjoy the show, why not join us on Patreon? There you'll gain access to all of our bonus content for any level of donation. It's a great way to help us keep going and enjoy extra Orchard content. If Patreon's not your thing, please consider giving us a five-star review on your podcast platform of choice and sharing this show with friends. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Facebook at The Warhammer Orchard and The War Games Orchard, or by email at 
wargamesorchard at gmail.com. <laughs>